0: Good afternoon. It's nice to be back with you and nice to have this chance once again to worship with y'all and to praise God together. Tonight I want to talk about um as Christians, you know, what how do we survive? You know, how do we go out and face this world? And if you turn with me to 1st Peter in 1st Peter chapter 5 verse 8 not only are we trying to face this world and you know deal with all the struggles and trials that come with this life but in first peter 5 verse 8 it reads be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour so not only are we dealing with the struggles of this earth and the the things that come with the physical lives we live as christians we're also struggling to survive against this predator you know, the Bible tells us we have this lion that's seeking whom he may devour. So, tonight I want to talk about, you know, how do we survive as Christians? Um, when I think about this verse, you know, a lot of times I think about a zoo. You know, a lot of us have been to a zoo or, you know, have seen, you know, what, basically what a zoo should be. And, you know, they have lions in these cages. You know, you can go up, you can see a lion, you can see it walking around. And there's no danger there. You're, you're that close to that predator but there's not any, you know, fear that this lion can get you because there's a protection from you and the lion. If it wasn't for that protection, none of us would go to a zoo. I mean, and that just makes sense. You know, none of us would put ourselves in that situation where we'd be at the mercy of that lion. And as Christians, we need to have that same mindset. You know, let's not put ourselves at the mercy of this lion that is seeking to devour us. I want to talk about three things in history before I really get into some of the Bible for this lesson, the first one uh, starting in Shanghai, China, in fifteen fifty six historically, this is one of the days of the deadliest disaster in recorded history. The, uh, an earthquake hit China in January on the twenty third and they lost a million lives in a single day to this earthquake. you know at the time they didn 't have you know the houses and the technology to build stronger and more stable houses so when that earthquake hit of a magnitude they hadn't seen before you know they lost that many lives in a single day not counting all the you know other casualties and other damages and that's you know that's considered a deadly disaster in today's world the next one i want to talk about is called operating meeting house and it was an american air raid on tokyo on march 9th in 1945 It is recorded as the deadliest air raid ever uh A hundred thousand were killed, and a million more were left homeless. You know, and these are, you know, things that go down in history as, you know, causing the most loss of life. You know, the things that, you know, dealt a lot of damage. And and that's true. You know, a lot of lives were lost, you know, on both of these days. But, you know, after these things, these, you know, China started trying to figure out how to build sturdier houses or how to prepare themselves for an earthquake. You know, after the air raid, countries were looking at different ways to have that air defense. They were looking at more ways to survive. And the last thing I want to talk about historically is called the Siege of Candia. It began in the 17th century uh, when two countries, you know, they were already tense and a spark ignited a war. The Turks landed on the island of Crete with 60,000 men. And they started going through the island. They started... You know, going through it without any resistance until they hit one last city of Candia. This siege, which is recorded in history as the longest recorded one ever, lasted for 21 years and four months. Crete lasted that long without any reinforcements, without any supplies being delivered to them, without any outside help at all, because they had a fortress. They were able to protect themselves from the outside world. Even though they had an army around them, they were able to use their fortress to make sure they were safe. And as Christians, this is what I want to focus on. You know, we see these people that we learn from disasters, we grow from them, we try to find ways to survive them. And as Christians, we know how to survive the disaster that's coming at us. The Bible tells us we have a fortress. If you turn with me to Psalms. We're going to start in Psalms 5, but we're going to be jumping around Psalms for just a minute. In Psalms 5, starting at uh, verse 11, we talked a little bit this morning about all the struggles that David went through in his life. You know, all the different things he went through. You know, some of them were his own fault. You know, he brought things upon himself. You know, he brought different enemies. He created problems with his family. You know, he went through a lot of trials he's also known as a king that went through a lot of wars and a lot of battles. In Psalms 5, verses 11 and 12, it reads, But let all those who rejoice, who put their trust in you, let them ever shout for joy, because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. For you, O Lord, will will bless the righteous. With favor you will surround him as with a shield. You know, here we see... You know, David's saying, you know, God was his shield. You know, and we can see historically that God was there to protect him. You know, David went through a lot, and without God on his side, he would not have made it through it. I mean, if you just look at the numbers, you know, he should not have won against Goliath. You know, if you think about the battle of David and Goliath, if he had went out there without God, he was not going to win. And we look at verses like this in Psalms, but you can see it all throughout Psalms. If you turn to Psalms 27... In Psalms 27, looking at the first couple of verses, it reads, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war may rise against me, and this I will be confident. Where here David is he once again praising God for being his light and salvation. You know, he says, Whom shall I fear? You know, we look at the you know the siege of Candia, you know, for twenty one years, you know, they were attacked and encamped around an army, just what it says in verse three. You know, they were surrounded by enemies that wanted to destroy their city. And in a similar situation, David is saying, Whom shall I fear? You know, why should I fear this army? Because I have God. On my side. And as Christians, we know that the same holds true for us. But we can even keep going. You know, all throughout Psalms, we read of this common theme where in many of his praises to God, he's thanking him for being his shield. In Psalms 32, verse 7, once again we read, You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. You know, God is there to protect us. You know, He's there to, you know, be our shield, save us from trouble. You know, it says, you know, surround me with songs of deliverance. You know, as Christians, we have to put ourselves in the same position as the siege of Candia. You know, we're surrounded by a world, you know, that is filled with darkness. You know, we are the minority. You know, Christians aren't, you know, the great number in in this situation. You know, we're surrounded by darkness. And we have to treat ourselves like we're being surrounded by sin and we're surrounded by an army. Now, the siege of Candia, you know, it would not have lasted 21 years if they left their walls and walked out to their enemies. They were able to stay safe because they stayed in their fortress. As Christians, we have to recognize that God is our fortress and make sure that we're staying with him. It's easy to get caught up in our lives and go about our day thinking well I got to you know get up and go to my job I got to get up and go to these different things but if we're not focusing on God there's going to be a time when Satan attacks us and we're not prepared. we have to make sure that our mindset is even though we're doing these things on earth even though we're you know going to our job even though we're you know dealing with friends and families and you know going through all these troubles and strives, you know God is a fortress that protects us. He's the shield that we need to carry with us. If we turn to the next book of Proverbs. In Proverbs 30, verse 5. It reads, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. You know, we mentioned this morning that it's really hard to ask for help. On times, You know, we're kind of taught that, you know, we're trying to do everything ourselves. It's a sign of weakness to show that you aren't able to handle something. That's kind of the culture we have today in America. But right here we see that, you know, God can help us as long as we're putting our trust in him. If we rely on him, if we truly trust that he will be our fortress, if we go to him, you know, whenever we have a need or concern, he can protect us from what's happening around us. I want to stay in the Old Testament, but go to Nahum, Nahum, chapter one. Chapter one, verse seven. It reads, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who trust in him. You know, this not only tells us, you know, we need to trust in God, but it tells us that God knows all who put their trust in him and we can have that stronghold. You know, and to us as Christians that should be such a great thought, you know, that we have God on our side. You know, we see the Old Testament, we see, you know, wars and battles that David went through. We see the wars and battles that the Israelites went through in Canaan. You know, we see all the times they fought and struggled with the people around them and we see God on their side. You know, all the battles they would have lost if they did not have God. And the same is true for us without god on our side we're going to lose battles you know it tells us that in the bible you know if we don't have god if we're not putting our trust in him this world will overcome us you know we're physical beings and we're going to end up being stuck you know focus on that even paul you know someone who wrote most of the new testament you know says you know my body is carnal and he wanted to do those things you know it was resisting you know the, sp- the spirit in him if you turn to me to second thessalonians You know, we can look at those examples in the Old Testament. We can see how God protected his people. And then we, it's so great that we can go to the New Testament and see how he is telling us he's going to do the same for us. In Second Thessalonians 3, verse 3, it reads, But the Lord is faithful, who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. And we have confidence in the Lord concerning you, with that you do and will do the things we command you. Right here, we see that, you know, but the Lord is faithful and will guard us from the evil one. You know, when we see that lion that's chasing us, when we see in the Bible, it tells us that Satan is seeking to devour us. We have that protection. You know, we can treat it like, you know, we have that protection we would have at the zoo. We have that wall between us if we let God in our life. If we make sure that He's going out each day with us, we have that protection. I next want to go to the Corinthians. Uh, 1 Corinthians 1 and looking at chapter 10. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. It reads No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, we'll also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. You know, this verse isn't saying that we're not going to face temptations. This verse is not saying that we're not going to have sufferings and trials in our life. But it says if we have God on our side, if we trust in God and rely on him, we're going to be able to overcome. You know, and a lot of times, you know, we try to handle things ourselves. We try to push through to the best of our ability and only rely on God when we've hit bottom. You know, but it tells us you know God is there for us. You know, He's ready to pull us out of trouble. You know, we know the hand of God is not far from us, but it takes us trusting in God. It takes us you know being in His fortress. You know, we have to have Him surrounding our life to be able to have that protection. If you turn with me to Second Corinthians, chapter four. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 8 through 9. It reads, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed; we are perplexed, but not in despair; persecuted, but not forsaken; struck down, but not destroyed. Or here we see as Christians, you know, we're going to be pressed. You know, we're going, you know, to have the same trials and tribulations and sufferings everyone around us has. You know, that's just a part of living life on this earth you know we see you know the sufferings and trials that jesus went through you know he had sorrows just like us you know he had people he cared about pass on he had you know different trials that he faced you know he went through suffering on this earth and we know we're going to have the same in our life but with god it says right here we're not going to be struck down you know a lot of times we live life and we think well this is you know the straw that broke the camel's back i don't know how i can recover but as Christians, we know that the way to recovery is through God, through relying on him, letting him be that shield, letting him be that bubble around us that protects us and gives us that comfort to keep going. You know, we look at history and we look at, you know, China and what different countries have done, and they keep striving to build stronger houses. You know, people still lose houses to sinkholes. You know, earthquakes still happen. You know, people are still trying you know to build houses that can survive those disasters we know that we are still focused on defense. You know, you wouldn't just stop that because, well, an earthquake hasn't happened in a while. I think I'm okay. You know, I haven't had any trouble, you know, with, you know, different disasters in a while. I think I can stop focusing on building stronger houses. We know that you always want to be as prepared as you can for when the disaster strikes. You never know, you know, which disaster is going to come and be, you know, stronger than the last. What's going to uproot your life? But as long as we make sure that and we keep striving to have that stronger fortress, that we keep striving to have you know, that better relationship with God, we can make sure that we're protected when the disaster comes. You know, it's still going to hit us. You know, it's still going to you know, siege our walls. But we know with God on our side, we can overcome. If you turn with me to Psalms 124, Psalms 124, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 5. This gives us a look at Israel and it tells us, you know, what would have happened, you know, if God wasn't on their side. In Psalms 124 verses one through five, it reads, if it had not been God, sorry, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. When the wrath was kindled against us, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. You know, here we see, you know, without God, the people of Israel would not have survived. You know, they would have been enslaved forever. They would have been a destroyed nation. But if you go to verse 8, in verse 8, it reads, Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. You know, as Christians, as people who are following God, we know that this life is going to throw things at us that by ourselves may be impossible to overcome. But it says our help is in the name of the Lord. You know We have the God that created this earth on our side. You know If God is with us, who can be against us? Tonight, if you find that you've left the fortress of God and you need some safety and security, tonight, if you find that you need any encouragement and any help, please come forward as we stand and as we sing.